Hey everybody, welcome to the first official episode of Candid with Kibo, where I am your podcast host, Chelsea Akibo Betts, aka Kibo, and that's what we're going to refer to myself as from now on. So welcome to this first episode. I hope that you got a chance to listen to the introduction podcast if you have not. And if you have not, please just pause this podcast right where it is. It's going to be here when you come back. It's not going nowhere. Listen to the introduction podcast, get to know me a little bit more, and then come back and listen to this very first episode. So on the Candid with Keywell podcast, I'm going to be having the adulting conversations that you wish somebody had with you. But now you're an adult and you got to figure it out. So we're here to figure it out together. So in the beginning of every podcast, I'm going to go ahead and have a candid moment as this is called Candy with Kibo. So this past week, my candid moment was that I realized that your day off is never your day off. A few weeks back, I had asked a question on my Instagram story. What is something that you wish you knew about adulthood or adulting? And my cousin responded that your day off is never your day off. So I just had to talk about that because I had a real life experience with my off day not being an off day. So my last off day, I took off because I had two doctor's appointments, dentist appointment and a regular doctor's appointment. And there was no way I was going to be able to make it to work um, by going to one doctor's appointment, going back to work for an hour or two and then go into my other doctor's appointment it, it that's too much so I just took the whole day off as a sick day now on a sick day I felt my I found myself doing more than I would normally do on a day that I would have went to work and I don't know about y'all but if you have ever taken off for the day and you're not home by five you really feel like dang like I should have just went to work if I wasn't gonna be home by five the whole point was to get back home you know maybe relax watch some tv take some naps just chill for the day but that is not what happened I felt myself being I found myself being more busy I had a lot of errands to run and I felt like okay if I don't get them done now then I gotta spread them out throughout next week and I don't want to do that so I found the time to do it on my day off but of course I got home after the time I would have gotten off of work and I felt like I should have just been at work so yeah that is my candid moment of the week and I know many of y'all can relate to that because I mean as an adult who's gonna take care of stuff for you who's gonna make your doc who's gonna make your doctor's appointment who's gonna take it to the doctor yourself so better get that done you better take a day off and get that done and I'm sure that we're looking forward to days where we could really be off and just chill and not do anything I know I'm definitely looking forward to that So today's topic is going to be a little bit heavy and I'm saying that now because if you feel like it's it's not something that you can handle right now that you pause and come back when you feel ready to, um, you know, hear this topic. And I'm going to talk about it because it is a part of who I am. It's become a part of who I am through my life experiences. And I want y'all to understand me a little bit more and why adulting is even something that I care about. So this heavy, heavy topic is grief and dealing with grief. Now, I know you guys have seen, you know, the death of Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gianna, along with the seven other passengers that were on that helicopter that day in January, January 26th, I believe. And um, that death has after that death, I've seen um, I've experienced a close death and then others through other people. I'm like, oh my gosh, my friend lost their this or they lost someone in their life. And so many people, it's like every day somebody's losing somebody, not just internet stuff on the internet, but people that I'm like, that I know where I'm connected to. I'm like, dang, I'm sorry that this person has passed away or whatever. I find myself saying, sorry for your loss 
almost every other day. So my firsthand experience with death has been six years ago. This, the end of this year will make it seven years. So in 2013, I lost my father due to um, colon cancer. And when my dad first got diagnosed with it, I was in high school. When he passed away, I was barely through my uh, sophomore year of college. So it was kind of a long journey, um, what it feels like, because those three years, it went by fast, but it also went by slow in other in other instances. So with that being my first hand experience with death, of course, I've known other people that may have lost a family member or somebody close, but I never knew how uh, ripped apart and how broken I would feel because of also, I think when you lose somebody, you, I'm not trying to say that you feel it more if you're closer to them, but that's also what I'm trying to say as well. Sometimes if someone passed away and you weren't close with them or whatever, maybe you didn't have the best relationship with them, it might not hit you as hard. But when you grow up with your father in the house, which is a luxury that a lot of people, it's, it seems to be a luxury now that a lot of people, um, a lot of peers of my peers don't have, um, it really, really, really hits really hard especially when you know I have those moments where I'm like dang I got a flat tire like oh my gosh if my dad was alive he would have stopped everything that he was doing to come and fix this for me and teach me how to do it myself so definitely had those moments but yes my firsthand experience with grief um has really shook me and maybe that's not right English but that's the word I'm going to use is it really really shook me I have never felt there's no feeling to actually describe what I felt, but if any of you guys have lost a parent or a father, maybe you've felt this similar feeling. Um, when I lost my father, I then realized how much of an adult I had to become. I know sometimes when things happen, you know, uh, people will tell men, you need to be a man. I felt like I had to be the woman of the house when my father passed away because I um, in some ways can be more independent and a little more collected than my mother and um, I felt like I had to be there for her and I'm like oh my gosh I need to like stop everything I'm doing and just be there for my mother but like what about myself I didn't even know I had to be I have been so used to being strong that I didn't even know what it looked like to be to show up for myself so it is now years and years and years later and I'm finally learning what that looks like. And I really wouldn't want anybody to go down this path that I chose, but God has his reasonings for why it happened that way. So in the time where I've spent time investing in, you know, other people and, and my mom and just making sure that she was good, I myself was falling apart and I didn't even know it. Um, after I graduated college, I, I made it through college somehow. I don't know how, but well, through God. But after that happened, I had a lot of time to sit and reflect about my experience um, with death. And I felt like I had a little bit too much time, actually. Um, and I'm like, dang, I don't even know if I handled this the right way because it still hits me as if it happened yesterday. So I didn't realize that... Um, I, if if you would have told me what is mental health like, you know, when it happened, I probably would have looked at you like you had six heads. But I do want to tell y'all that when you experience something traumatic, maybe your experience may not be grief and death, but these things do impact your mental health in one way or another. And you may not notice it the very next day, but over time, 
your mental health is all a part of your behavior. It's how you, you know, see the world and also what's in the back of your mind. So the way that this has impacted my mental health was really negative. I had gone to therapy at my college, but I wasn't ready for it. Um, I had gone like two or three months after it happened and it was just so fresh for me and maybe it would make sense to stay, but I wasn't ready for all of those questions they were asking me and I just wasn't ready. So I stopped going and I hadn't gone back until 2019. So I had gone from 2014 to 2019 without um, seeking any kind of professional help and just kind of dealing with this on my own because I am quote unquote strong. But in this time, I've had to learn that like being weak is normal. It's okay. And it's okay to show people that like right now is not my strongest moment. I I might not need to show everybody, but if somebody sees me that way, like it's completely human. And I don't know why we always try to like put up a facade that like, I heard Saraji P. Henson say it um, recently in one of her, she has a YouTube channel. She had said that being strong is a facade. And I completely agree with that, that you are putting up this wall And then you yourself start believing in that lie. Like you are convincing others to believe that you're so strong that you believe you're strong and really you're weak and you just really need to, you know, pause and take a moment to just process everything. So the ways that this has impacted me, like I said, have been negative. I I used to have a really negative outlook on life. And I talked about this also on my YouTube channel. Um, which you can find at Kibo Betts, K-I-B-O space B-E-T-T-S. So I do talk about a lot. I do talk a lot about how I was depressed and I've experienced depression um, after losing my father and what that looked like for me. And I made that video just to um, encourage people because I felt like when my father passed away, like a part of me was gone with him and you know, it, it's not easy at first, but there is light at the end of the tunnel. And I just wanted to share that with people. And I'm still going to share that today, that there is light at the end of the tunnel. And joy, weeping may endure for a night, but joy does come in the morning. When I look back and think about how I was impacted by this experience, I always expected the worst to happen because I felt like the worst already happened. But hey, maybe there were smaller things that were worse that could still happen. So I'd be like, well, maybe this isn't going to go right or that's not going to go right or, you know, um, just having a negative outlook and it wasn't healthy to me or the people around me. And maybe they didn't notice as much, but like, I'm like, dang, like, it's like life is like day and night after this happened. And I didn't even realize I was in such a dark place. During this time, I also felt alone. Not alone as in I don't have any friends or anybody I could talk to, but I felt alone because I'm like, is there anyone that's going through what I'm going through? Am I just, you know, talking to someone who doesn't understand anything, but they're listening? And and it's not bad to have somebody that's listening, but sometimes I wanted and I just wanted to have somebody that could say, you know, I've been in your shoes. You know, here's my advice on dealing with X, Y and Z. Um, and I didn't have many people at the time where I'm like, OK, have you lost a parent before? You know, um. Are you, for example, I've had a friend ask me, I don't remember who it was, but I had a friend ask me last year, like, why do I, why do I buy groceries? And we're not like super close or anything. It's probably more of an acquaintance, 
But I'm like, because if I don't buy groceries, I'm going to starve. Like, I'm not living at home with my mother or with my parents where, like, I just op- I just swing the fridge open and there's food in there. Like, I have to provide that. So, but then I realized that, like, they live at home with their parents and that is their situation. That food was something they didn't have to worry about. So, that's something more specific about my example about, am I talking to someone who understands, like, where I'm coming from? or not (laughs) and that was a lot frustrating and that's why I felt alone because I'm just like wow like people always you know felt sympathy and I I never wanted that or anything like that but I'm just like I just want to just talk to somebody who's who's experiencing who has experienced what I've felt before and can maybe just give me some encouragement sometimes so that's kind of ways that it um, has impacted my mental health now, a question that you might have for me or I, I'm still exploring is what can you do to prepare for this moment? And honestly, I I don't think there's any way that you can prepare for for death. Um, not our own, but like, you know, someone around you that something happens to them. I don't think there's any way that you can prepare for that. Because your experiences with people are not the same exact experience. And maybe if you have similar experiences with people, like it's going to hit you differently in different seasons of your life. And as much as I pray that it doesn't happen, it is life and we are all guaranteed to go one day. But I don't think there's anything that can happen. But what I would say is if it were to happen is to be still and allow yourself to um, feel your feelings allow yourself to be open to growing because at the end of the day these experiences do stretch you and definitely make you grow um and remembering that like god would never put us through something that we cannot handle so one day you'll be able to look back and hopefully um like my experience help other people along the way because you've been there before so i don't think there's anything that you can do beforehand because that's not something um, me personally, at least I can't answer. So I'm not like, oh yeah, I've lost my dad before. So like, mm, if I'm to lose this kind of, this person in my life or to lose a family member that it would hit the same way, or I would handle it the same way. I, I cannot, um, I cannot speak to that because that's just not how I feel. Something else that I would like to say is that although you might not be able to properly prepare for that um awkward moment i say awkward because i really don't wish it on anybody but is actually thinking about you know the legacy um that you want to leave behind when kobe bryant passed away you know of course i feel as though everybody was sad like it really shook everybody but i was also really inspired because he left so much with us um, if I wanted to go and find content about him every day, I could really find stuff about him because he was, there was so much that we can learn from his work ethic, his consistency, his dedication to his family. Um, so he wasn't just consistent in one area of his life, but all areas of his life. And, um, that's something that's been heavy on my heart is impact. What, what, what am I doing every day to create the legacy that I want to leave behind when I'm gone? People would still be impacted by it every day. So hopefully that's something that could, you know, uh, lighten up the mood a little bit, but that's just something that, um, God laid on my heart. So I wanted to share with you guys. So yeah, this midlife crisis thing that I've gone through, AKA quarter life crisis, as I'm in my first quarter, (laughs) um, century of life. 
So it isn't, it has not been easy and I have not always had someone to refer back to when it comes to different things like, um, you know, what, what's a good salary range or where's, what's a good apartment to stay in? How do you build credit? How do you buy your first car? How do you save? How do you invest? You know, um, how do you change a tire? So many different um, things that I can go on and on about, but I, I, I have not had that guidance and I've had to figure it out along the way. So hopefully my, me sharing my experience, my firsthand experience with death, also how it's impacted my mental health and maybe a way that you could um, prepare for that moment. Um, you can resonate with and see how um, that is related to me and why I am. I really care so much about talking about adulting because maybe, maybe you even have parents and they're not, maybe you're living with both of your parents or whatever and you still don't feel like you learned everything you need to learn because they weren't equipped with you know, what we now know as millennials. So thank you guys for listening to my first official podcast, um, Candid with Kibo. And I promise that it's definitely going to get, um, you know, on a lighter note after this, but I could not, um, I could not just, you know, jump into something that was just happy or had to, you know, have the mood right because it's the first episode without being candid. First and foremost, I'm really big on being honest with people. Some people say it's blunt and blah, blah, but like, yes, I'm really brutally honest. So um, I could not, I could not give you guys more without sharing this part of me um, with you guys first. Um, I hope you, I can't say enjoyed the episode. Maybe, maybe you enjoyed it. Um, but more so, I hope you learned something from this episode. And if not, learn something about me and are able to connect with me on a different level. Stay tuned for the second episode of Candid with Kibo. And also, um, follow the Instagram page at Candid with Kibo on Instagram. So that is C A. N-D-I-D-W-I-T-H-K-I-B as in boy O. And um, also, if you enjoyed this episode and this podcast so far, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast if you have not done so already. This is your second opportunity to do so. Also, while you're there, leave me a rating so that new friends can find me and, you know, learn about this podcast as well. Thank you for listening. Thank you.